You are listening to You Should Write a Book with Camille Pagan. I'm Camille, a master certified coach, the best-selling author of 10 books, and the founder of Even Better Co. Each week, I coach aspiring to establish authors on how to write books, actually enjoy the process, and create even better writing careers. Wendy, hi, how are you? What can I coach you on today? So I am a freelance actress and audiobook narrator, and now I'm a fiction writer. Um, I've written and published two books out of a three-book series of sweet romances. Um, and last year, I started exploring TikTok to try to get the word out about my books. Um, and I had a video go viral on TikTok um, with 1.6 million views, right. uh, which shot the book up to the top of its particular chart. Um, and I thought, oh, that's really interesting. And so I, in an attempt to find and connect with my readers, I thought I would then share those videos to Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, to, you know, see, try to be where my readers are and find them. And so that particular video that had gotten 1.6 million views on TikTok went on to get 16 million views on Facebook. Wow. Um, yeah, it was, it kind of, occupied my entire life for about a week just yeah. like, amazing you know, moderating that yeah. event um and uh and so both of the books shot up in the there I write sweet Amish romance great um and they shot up in that category and and they were sticky for quite a while um mm -hmm. in that chart and then the holidays came and they've slowly started kind of falling down falling down and I guess sort of primary question is what do you do with a moment of visibility like that, how to turn viewers into readers and fans. Um, yeah. So that's not what I was wondering, like how I, I, I tried to keep the momentum going, but I yeah. just felt like I was, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall in terms mm -hmm. of figuring out how to move forward mindfully. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. So preface being, I'm a coach, not a, a marketing expert. I have you know, a lot of years in marketing, but I'm definitely not a TikTok expert, as my husband will assure you. He loves TikTok. Um, what I want to start with is just what is your goal? Before we get to how to maximize this, what would you like to happen for your career even this year? Sure, absolutely. So I guess I wanted to I want to continue finding and connecting with my readers in mm -hmm. a meaningful way. Mm -hmm. um, figuring out how to meet them, interest them, and then keep them around, continue to offer them things. So how might the use of video help with that? Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm trying to make some decisions about that series. And it's, so it's, I'm contracted for three books, trying to decide if that series should continue and if so, how. Um, and then I'm also, I'm not working with an agent at this point, um, okay. I have public, a small publisher. So I was wondering if there's, you know, a way that, that, that moment of visibility or the fact that it happened might be of in, interest to agents, not in that, okay. I know many things and I, and I don't want an agent who's just like, oh, she was on, you know, did well on TikTok once. Like, clearly that's not the only benchmark for what would make it. Yeah. But I would argue that most agents are career makers. It yeah. is not even profitable to them. Forget ethics, forget best models. It's not profitable for them to just find someone who is popular for a hot second. 
Yeah, the more books you can create. So I think your odds of finding someone who wants to take that moment with you and capitalize on it are pretty good. What I would be doing if that is one of your goals is to move on it sooner than later. Because those moments are fleeting. We'll come back to connecting with your readers. um, But just in terms of agenting, what you want to do right away is put together a beautiful query letter. Very easy to do. Um, In your case, because you're already published, the query letter looks a little different than someone who hasn't been published before and is just promoting one project, trying to find a publishing partner for a single work. You are really saying, I have this body of work. Two books is a body of work, by the way. Amazing. Um, And I want to grow it. And I would be specific about what you want to do to the best of your ability. I know you don't know what it's going to look like five years from now. None of us do. No. We're kind of guessing. But go to your best case scenario. Listen, I'd like to do X number of books in the coming year. I write X about uh, X. You know, I write... Amish romance that does what warms the heart. Really be specific about what kind of books you write. And that is really what your brand is. And look for people. I mean, number one agenting tip, right? Look for agents who represent books that are similar to yours. Yeah, yeah. Two thirds. We're not looking for all the way. You don't need the next Wendy, the person who also writes the exact same kind of Amish romance. But... Similar themes, similar tone, similar publishing schedule to what you have in mind. That's what I mean by look for someone who represents books similar. Yeah, the publishing schedule, that is something I never thought about. Somebody who, yeah, that's really, that's really smart. A lot of agents specialize in romance or any other genre for a reason. They understand how to make those deals because in romance, you are typically, but not always, publishing on a tighter publication schedule. You are putting out more work. The readers are just voracious, which I think is amazing. And so it doesn't look like someone doing one thriller every year to every 18 months. It's a different different animal. I think I need to learn how to do that a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need you for, you know. Yeah, we'll talk talk again in the future. Well, I want to come back to you said finding and connecting with readers in a meaningful way. So my question for you, and this is going to sound almost callous, but it's not, I promise you. To what end? Do you want to sell 100,000 books, a million books? Do you want to have 18 books under your belt in the next five years? I don't, it's up to you, but to what end? That question. Uh, Well, I, yeah, I guess to to sell books for sure. (laughs) I never (laughs) thought about putting a number on them. The number might even be your income goal. You know, yeah. I mean, I, uh, as I was saying, I, I have been a freelance actress. I, mm-hmm. my day job is actress, which is mm-hmm. crazy, of course. Uh, but uh, in this current world right now, in this kind of mid-pandemic, late-pandemic world, it's that's uh, a little bit tenuous still, and that's part of what led me to move toward uh, writing, which I had done in the past, and I kind of dug it back up and re-explored it. Yeah. Now. Given yeah. in, you know, the arts in general. So I, and I have really enjoyed it. I mean, I would, I, it, I, I maybe wouldn't mind thinking of myself as a writer first now and an actress second. You know, I love or, it. Or, you know, the, I the hope everyone listening is taking in what you say 
Because as a coach, I hear so often, writing isn't stable, it is tenuous, it's all of these things, we can't count on it. And listeners, here's Wendy saying, no, it is. And she's right. Because we are in control of our final product more than any other player. I understand publishers can be involved, Amazon, if you're self-publishing, Kobo, all of that. But we are at the center of all that in a way that very few industries are not. The creator-driven model. Yeah, yeah. And there's more agent. I mean, there's way more agency in it than acting, certainly. Really is sitting and waiting for the phone to ring, you know. Right. Uh, Unless you somehow manage to become a producer of some kind. But that's something that really drew me toward, you know, or back to writing was Mm -hmm. the idea I wasn't waiting on anybody that I could pick myself, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And choose so that, yourself. That is a big point. You know, was to choose myself in doing this. Uh, that's been a big part of uh, the journey, you know. Yeah. To where now, step mile one in this marathon or whatever. That's right. So I would get specific about your goals. Yeah. And you don't have to answer it now, but spend some time, Wendy, just thinking about what do I want out of this. And even if you can't go all the way to your best case scenario, try to make it a stretch goal. Because so often, and I've written a lot about this, we will aim for what we think is doable and we often lose sight of what we actually desire in the process. And then we don't go for it because it's really hard to stay motivated for something you don't actually care about. So then it's like, oh, I haven't been writing for two months. Why? Because you don't want to be writing about this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we almost like undershoot and in the process shoot ourselves in the foot and then yeah that's once... really good. uh-huh go ahead well i was gonna say i mean there is a thing also in just looking at like the arc of my career in general which i know is starting to kind of take us down another path but when you audition for things it's hard to want them because <laughs> it is once you leave the room it's so out of your hands and there are so yeah. many competing factors actually just returning to the idea of Really asking, what do I want? Yeah. And not being free to yes. want it. That's you know, right. To say, thing I want. And I mean, I've dealt with, I've dealt with rejection for a lot of years. Like, I, so it's, I'm okay to say, like, this is what I want and I'm going to shoot for it. And maybe I'll get here or maybe actually the road will turn and I'll end up mm-hmm. going down that path, something different. But if you don't have an idea about what you want, then you don't even know what direction to start walking. Yeah. Yeah. And I would even say separate desire from clinging to it. The need for it is different from the want. And the that kind of I have to have it is really where we get in trouble with anything. The clients who tend to have the most trouble in coaching are the ones who say, I need to work with this specific agent. I must be at this specific publisher. I I know you're definitely not that person. Listeners, she's shaking her head. She's like, I know. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. So once you get specific about your goals, what I want you to think about, which comes right back to the original thing you said of really connecting with readers in a meaningful way, is growing your email list. So Uh it's almost like you're doing the thing that a lot of authors are afraid of. TikTok feels time consuming to a lot of people. It feels overwhelming. It's a different medium, too. It's a very highly visual medium for some writers that is truly too overwhelming. It's fine. It doesn't matter what platform we're talking about. The goal, I think, always is to build your email list because it's the only thing you own 
when it comes to how you reach people. Those email addresses are the only piece you can take with you. You can't get shut down in your email list. Whereas any other platform, even Amazon, unfortunately, you know, some authors end up getting booted out of KDP uh, for reasons that are complicated. But if you have your email list, you can always get in touch with the people who care about what you're writing. So I'd be looking at that, Wendy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, through the Facebook, um, the Facebook video, I, I had 500 Facebook followers before that video. And mm -hmm. I'll have 20,000, which is great. I love I it. mean, I'm not, which I, the number makes me super excited. Yeah. The value of it is still, I'm still working on. And I, I feel as though, because it's not that it's 20,000 people who read my book and were like, oh, let me go find her on Facebook so that right. we can learn more. It's, you know, well, 19,500 people who saw a video and was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And maybe they watched another couple and, you know, clicked follow. So I am trying to continue to give them video content mm -hmm. as well as, you know, hey, this is me. Hey, this is my work. Hey, here's other things like Amish culture, like a, you know, kind of sweet romance. Yeah. So both very specific genre, but then just in terms of like, how how to engage them mm -hmm. I, I one post where it was like show me pictures of your pets and then yeah. tons of people everybody loves to do that and so then I was like show me a picture of your, of your pets in holiday costumes <laughs> that one didn't go quite as yeah. well but here's the thing so Wendy any tactic I would suggest that's worked for me may not work for you or anyone listening and what I really work on building with clients is the ability to test because you're going to have to just see. Yeah. That's where I get really skeptical about like offers that say, here are the three things you must do in order to build a, pre uh, build a presence on whatever, TikTok, Instagram, Amazon, insert thing here. Because those may not work for you. Your people are very particular. But what I love that you said is that you do understand your brand and you are staying on brand. You know yes, what they're yeah. coming to you for. So I would do more of that and then test individual pieces to see what works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. That also takes yeah. the pressure off. So the thing I love about testing is, let's say you want to show up on TikTok or Instagram more. If you're trying to think about what's right, and I say that in air quotes, you know, the best or right thing, the pressure is immense and that fear of failure just kind of looms over you. Oh, what if it doesn't work? But if you're just like, I'm testing this, I'm going to see, it's not a big yeah. deal. You're like, okay, I posted a picture of my book and no one clicked on it. I'll try something different next time. Next time I'll put my face in there. Let's see if that yeah. works. Or my yeah. dog or my cat. My cat is extremely organic. I mean, she, you know, I, I had my cat and I put it in the cat with my book. She's behind me. So I love it. What a book. What? <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. And also, you know, what resonates at one period in time may not later. And you will have to adjust that willingness to pivot in response yeah. to the data that you're getting from your people, from your readers and your followers is, I think, your biggest competitive advantage. Right, it's when right. we get stuck in one model that we really get frustrated. We don't see the growth that we want. Lots of negative emotions bubble up. But that willingness to keep changing 
in response, that's how you see writers stay in the game for 20 plus years. Yeah. Yeah. Ag- to be agile in that Yeah, way. that's right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, I think there's a way to approach that with fun, you know? Mm-hmm. That totally. And that was a little bit how I felt about TikTok. And I'm, you know, coming with a theatrical film background, I was less afraid to try TikTok than I can totally understand other people. It happens to be slightly more yeah. in my wheelhouse. And I resisted it for a while. And then I was finally like, oh, come on. You know, you're spending all your trust on camera. <laughs> like, why not do it yourself? You know, and, and actually the ones with me and them aren't quite as successful as some of the other ones. And again, that's a result of the just trying things out, you know. Yeah, it's but they're, totally fine. And it's, and it's kind of fun. I mean, as as long as you can detach any kind of real, real hard wanting to it, you know. If yeah. it, well, that you know, didn't take off, that video didn't take off. And then when something does, it's just so surprising. And, and, and that's fun, too. Um, but then I do feel myself wanting to be like, okay, but be smart, you know. Take a, sec- take a step back and kind of. Be smart, know. but not at the expense of trying things and having fun. I think that over analysis is not necessarily helpful in that realm. And if you think about it, Wendy, you're sitting on a superpower, your willingness to be out there in front of people, to be visible, literally be visible is amazing. And you should use it. Each of us has some skill or skills. And in a lot of cases for um, novelists in particular, what we say is thin skin Highly emotional, being an emotional sponge, that's actually your superpower. So anyone listening who's like, oh, I just feel things too much. No, you don't. Put it in the pages. And for you, you've got that and this willingness to be out there. I think it's great. Thank you. That's really encouraging. I appreciate that. So good to speak with you. I think this is just amazing. And hopefully you'll inspire a lot of people to get out there and get in front of the camera. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. Don't yeah. be afraid. It's fun. And the, and people are, I mean, in general, quite generous. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, yeah, so you hear bad things. And when I, and you, if you have a video that gets a bunch of million views, there's going to be nasty people. But yeah. for every nasty person, 100 like supportive, kind, wonderful people, you know, I mean, genuinely, not yes. to be too colleague. I've met some like genuinely wonderful people who've been like, I'm so yeah. happy to find them, you know, so. Amen to that. That's the publishing yeah. process in a nutshell to me. Are there bad players? Yes. Are there people who crap on your work but would never dare even share an email? Of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we're out there doing it and most people are so grateful for it. And that's why we keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you. Yeah. My pleasure. Want to get coached on this podcast? Visit evenbetter.co, that's evenbetter.co, to sign up and to learn more about how you can create an even better career as an author. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to leave a brief review. Thanks so much for listening.